the what if it fails, meaning all of the monies I put into it, the time, the resources, how do I come back from a failure if it's not successful? That's the biggest fear. And that's why people don't move. Just what if it fails? Now I've learned, well, if it doesn't fail, then you find something else to do. Fail fast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Aging Entrepreneur Podcast. We have a really good episode for you guys. Uh, we're actually talking to Mia. She owns a uh, daycare and is starting up another business. And we've known her now probably, what, a year and a half? At least a year, if oh, not. About, about a year. And you want to talk about dropping some information, some nuggets in the, sh- in the short interview. It's incredible. Like, we were taking so many notes on this one. I don't even, like, every single bit of this is... There's not a dead moment in this entire interview process. What do you think, Nick? I think you need to grab a pen and a piece of paper, or if you're if you're driving, come back to this later. And Mia dropped so much value in, in this episode on pure getting started and staying motivated. Uh, it's worth it's worth taking notes on. Yeah, the, the fun part with Mia is that she gives us information from startup mode to okay, you've gotten things figured out and you're content to now she's in the all right. Let's see if I can replicate this in other places. Like she literally has lived every bit of it and has so much information to give you, everyone. Hey, let's without any further ado, cut over to it. Well, we're glad to have you, and we're having a conversation today with Mia Young. Mia Young is an entrepreneur uh, out out of Florida, and I know that you own multiple businesses, and we'll get into that a little later in the podcast. But before we get rolling and doing anything, Mia, tell uh, tell anybody listening what the biggest fear you had to overcome to get started in your first business. You know, uh, that's such a great question because fear is the number one reason why people never start. They have amazing ideas. It's probably a business that will do very well, meet the needs of many, but fear cripples them, right? And so for me, it was, there there were two things. One, you tell people that you're going to do this. Everyone tells you, oh, you shouldn't do it. So you don't want to have to hear, I told you so, if it fails, right? You don't want to hear that. And then the biggest one is the what if it fails, meaning all of the monies I put into it, the time, the resources, how do I come back from a failure if it's not successful? That's the biggest fear. And that's why people don't move. Just What if it fails? Now I've learned, well, if it doesn't fail, then you find something else to do. Fail fast. (laughs) You know what? That's one of my favorite things is like fail fast and fail big. Yes. Uh, What a great, what a great, I I don't want to say a great fear. It's just a great relatable fear, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Absolutely. Here's my follow-up question to that is like, what did you do to overcome it? So for us, faith is a large part of who we are. Um, We are believers. Um, We hold true to the promises and the principles um, that are laid out in the Bible. And so a lot of that was, okay, God, we're going to trust you at your word because your word is telling me if I do this, this, and this, I can have that. So that was one of the biggest things for us. My faith was bigger than my fear. I trusted my foundation, my core to know that even if I were about to make a wrong move, God 
his spirit would guide me and lead me so that I would know, okay, don't do that, but do this. So that was the first thing. It was my faith. Our, our faith led us through this. And then I trusted that I had enough knowledge in me. And if I didn't know, I'm resourceful enough, right? I know how to go and find what I don't have. <laughs> and, it's, and it's okay knowing that I don't know it all, but being able to connect to those who can fill in those missing links for you. So that's that was it for me, the faith and knowing I'm smart enough, I can do this. And if I don't, I'll find someone who can help me along the way. Oh, that is so good. So just, just so that I can recap, I want all the golden nuggets you just dropped because you're spitting fire right now. So, so <laughs> having something that you're hanging on to that's bigger than yourself for you, it's faith. It could be somebody's spirituality. It could be somebody's uh, family, uh, just something that's bigger than you. And then yes. being resourceful, making sure that you're not the smartest person in the room and that your circle is big enough uh, to where you're resourceful, whether that be financial, whether that be coaching, uh, am I, is that about right? You got it. I'm okay. nodding my head like, yes, great yeah. summary, great recap. That's exactly it. So I have to ask the question that uh, Michael's going to get frustrated with me in a minute because I know he's got questions. <laughs> too, but, uh, I've got to ask the question, how many times have you been called a serial entrepreneur? You know what? I don't think I, that word, that term has been used um, as it just is funny because maybe that's their their synonym for serial entrepreneur, they're saying we're a baller. I'm like, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but they, that, that terminology specifically has not been used. But once we launched that second business, which we'll get into later, that's when people realized, oh, okay, we understood why she did the first business because that's in her field and in her industry. But the second move really got them to see, oh, they're serious entrepreneurs. They're out here about business and trying to create an empire. It was the second business that kind of moved us in their minds, in our friends, in people, those who are watching. Right. <laughs> it moved us from, oh, okay, we know why she opened that business. It makes sense to, oh, okay. They're, they're serious. They're entrepreneurs. Like, yeah, I'm not going back to work for someone else. And, and we'll get into those things later. But this entrepreneurial spirit, it's, it's alive and well in us, my husband and I. That's so awesome. <laughs> it really is. Well, I, so I, I think that leads into like, give us a little quick recap of your history from you were working somewhere before at some point and you made a decision. Why did you make that decision? kind of tell us like this is the path I took and this is where I am now absolutely so my background is education I was a middle school high school teacher for roughly seven to eight years and then I moved up through the ranks became an administrator principal then I left um, public education and I joined um, Apple actually on their education division so when schools would purchase like iPads and iPods, it was my job to go into those schools and teach the teachers how to integrate that technology into their classroom instruction, right? So because that was more contractual work, it gave me just a little glimpse of kind of creating my own schedule because I could work as much as I wanted or as little as I wanted. So that started 
the whole process, right? So once I got that little bug, like, hmm, <laughs> I then started to really find like, gosh, I think I want to go into business for myself. Then, you know, met my husband, we continued to do life, but it wasn't until we had our little daughter and she went to childcare, right? Went to preschool. Um, we started looking for schools for her. We would put her in a school while there were great things about that school. It was lacking one thing. Remember I mentioned early on that faith is a huge component for us. We wanted her in a Christian-based daycare. And so if we found that Christian-based daycare, it was heavy on the Christian side, but the academics were not that strong. Right. And then if we found the other, the academics were strong, but there was no Christian foundation. So what's the old saying? When you can't find it, you do what? You create it. <laughs> and yep. so we literally started discussing, hey, here's, you know, a gap that we found in child care. You know, certainly there have to be other families like us. And so that dream really came to fruition when my husband had to move from one side of Orlando, greater Orlando, to actually in Orlando working for the um, VA system. We had to move to an area. Um, the area is called Lake Nona. It's booming, hustling, still is. It's a hustling, bustling area. This coined medical city. So you had tons of hospitals coming to the area. Lots of people moving from all over the country because everyone wanted their piece of Lake Nona. So what's happening? More families, more children. We went to put Malia in school. They said, oh, she's going to have to be on a wait list for nine months mm, to yeah. get into child care. That is a real thing <laughs> in this environment now. Yes. And so I was like, ding, ding, ding. There's a need. There's an opportunity. Now is the time. And so I already knew I wanted both the academics and then two, I wanted to be able to um, not necessarily be a Christian school, but to model for our families what love looks like what is a christ-like environment and the idea came and i, I couldn't shake it <laughs> I, love that. I love that so much i talked to my team and even we're, we're going through an interview process right now uh, with multiple people really and one of the things that i tell them is hey we're not a christian company but i'm a christian business owner and therefore those yes. values flow through me into the business and I'm not telling you have to be a Christian to work here. I'm not telling you have to share the same values as me. I'm just telling you that this is who I am and you're either going to love it. You're going to change or I'm, you're going to hate my guts. Like it's, you just, that's how it's going to go down. Right. Absolutely. That you love it or, or the right kind of change comes into your life. Is that, is that what you're Absolutely. And that's exactly what it was for us. It's who we are. We're not trying to force our beliefs on anyone. We're just going to love you because that's what we've been commissioned to do. And as a school, we do let um, our parents know when they're enrolling, when they're touring, you know, that we do pray and they have to be okay with it. And if not, then we understand, but we have Muslims in our schools. We have parents who are atheists, but they're open to know at some point, my child is going to encounter 
different people, different personalities, different beliefs, right? So it's okay because they're like, our core at home is whatever their, you know, belief system is. So we have just a, a variety of people in terms of backgrounds at our school. And we just, we just love on each other and provide a great um, environment for our families. And because of that, we're in year five and getting ready to, you know, break ground on our second location. We are loved in our community. <laughs> That's exciting. That is very exciting. Yes. So, I mean, love the history there. So you've obviously, you've seen a lot, been through a lot. Are there some like key moments or speed bumps that you weren't prepared for that you say, hey, this threw me way off, but we got through. Is there anything that comes up to your mind that you like, you know, they didn't tell us about this when we're trying to start this business, anything like that? <laughs> you know what? There were a couple of things that did catch me by surprise. And I think any person who is an entrepreneur would agree with it. For us, our business was, you know, we needed children. We needed children in the seats, right? That's how we would make money. And the children came. That wasn't the problem. We filled up so quickly. The bigger challenge was people management. Mm, and yeah. although I had been in leadership, it was just different because now there were so many other competitors. So it's like, okay, are you going to offer enough money? And what else are you going to offer? Because then I learned it wasn't just money. Okay, I'm paying the most over here, but we're still struggling to keep, you know, good quality teachers in the building. So I learned quickly, um, being an entrepreneur, you really have to have people management skills. And I quickly learned that I had two customers, the external customer, those who were, you know, paying the tuition. And then I had internal customers, my staff, and I had to serve them just as much as I served the paying parent. Now that's what I want all the listeners to get. <laughs> your, whoever is your customer, they're the ones paying, but whoever are the ones on the floor doing the work, they're your customers too, because they help sell, right? They help, you know, tell the good and the bad. You want your people going out saying, yes, this is an amazing place. My teachers, they'll go out in the community and tell families, oh, you got to come to Bright Scholars. You know, it's a great school. So really learning how to be a people manager and how to serve. Yes, everyone knows I'm the leader, I'm the CEO, but I'm a servant right along with them. You need help? Let me get in here. I'll take your trash out for you. Not a problem. I'll help change the diapers. There are days when that may have to happen. Now, now that I'm in year five, I don't have to do that. <laughs> but years one, two, and three, that's what I had to do to lay the foundation, right? Now I have others who, are, who yeah. I've been able to sense higher so that I can now grow the business because I could, I could not allow myself to get locked into doing the day-to-day. -day. That's another one that entrepreneurs have to determine. Do I want to grow this business or am I content with just the one location or, or the, the 10 clients? Because if I want to grow it, I can't get stuck doing the day-to-day -day work. Does that make sense? This is definitely like the the abundance mentality. Yes. Like you're, so good. you're speaking the abundance mentality. Like we have some episodes around the idea, like it has to be greater than you. But then just yes. I love hearing talk you talk about 
you have those two types of customers, the external, internal, and yes. you have to serve your internal more so than your external. And I think a lot of people miss that because they think, hey, I'm paying you. That's enough, right? Right. right. No, it's not enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's about how do you treat them? What other things can I do to show that I appreciate you? You would have thought, for me, it was something simple. It was one day, you know, of course, we're in the climate of COVID. My entire administrative team contracted COVID. There was no one. And I planned for days like this, like, oh, okay, I have three leaders who can, if one fall, you know, fall short, I have someone else that can step in. Well, COVID took all three of them out temporarily, right? Mm -hmm. So I had to go in and, you know, there were staff members who had to be out it was tough the children were still there so we according to our state we still had to have x amount of staff right i had teachers who would come in at 7 a.m they were supposed to be off at four they would work until six so i told them not only am i going to bless you financially but i'm going to feed you i ordered pizza from domino's and you would have thought they had a five course meal something <laughs> as simple as that just to say i see you I thank you. I appreciate you. That pizza cost me all of a hundred dollars, but that got us through two weeks of, you know, our building being hit by COVID. And it, it just really spoke volumes. Like it's more than money. It's sometimes the simple things, a note. It's just people want to know that I see them, that they're seen, right? And that goes back so to us. Right <laughs> <laughs> this is so good. Oh, <laughs> Thank man. you. It is so good. I mean, if you could, like, this is Mia, you're like the epitome of read it and do it. Like, not just read about it and think, I can do that one yeah. day. Like, you know, what I'm doing it. I'm doing every bit of it. I'm yes. curious, like, of all the things you're doing, are there some, like, key nuggets or anything that you'd love for people to hear if they were going to hear anything out of this episode today is there something like yes this is if i was going to give you something this is it so in terms of them starting or do you mean just in general with entrepreneurship i i, I think because you've been through the layers right so from a starting yes. point to you're in growth mode and now you're in the, like a mature mode of where yes. things are figured out now you got to think at a higher level Yes. Things there that people should know. So a couple of things. Um, one, I have lots of people who come to me, right, with, oh, I want to start a business. The very first thing. So this nugget will be for those who are starting. You have to start with the business plan. I don't care how, care how big or small you think that business is for me that business plan is critical. So any person who's listening, who's saying, yes, I want to start a business, please take the time to develop a business plan. Now, as much as I talk about this particular company, I don't get any type of you know, benefits from this company, but I highly recommend Live Plan. That's www.live plan plan.com i think it's like 19.99 a month once you get your business plan written you can cancel the subscription but they have so many amazing templates out there i don't care what you are wanting to do there's something that's similar to it that that you can use to tweak you know and why is the business plan so important it helps you to think about every layer, every aspect of your yep. business. And if you need funding and financing, you can't go to someone and ask for money and you can't articulate your thoughts. Who's my target audience? What am I serving? What am I selling? 
you know, what am I, how am I going to compete against the competition, those kinds of things. So that's for the person who's looking to get started. Now, that person who is already in it and, you know, they're seeing success, don't get content. Mm, That was my biggest one. We, by year three, we were coasting. Life was good. The school was full. We were making, we're making money. And I was like, okay, one and done. I'm good. I don't need to do anything else. But then parents started asking us, well, have you thought about putting one in such and such location? I was like, no, not really. (laughs) (laughs) And you know why? You know why that was? Because I looked at, oh my gosh, that's more work that Mia has to do. That's more work. You know, how can I serve that location while I'm at this location? What if something happens over here? So then I learned, this is the key. You have to have systems and processes in place that you can replicate, duplicate, and do it at each location. And that's why franchises work so well. What do they do? They have a system that you follow. So as entrepreneurs, because if we're not at that franchisable level, we think we don't need this system. No, because everything was in my head. And so when I hired a director, I had to go in and spend a month at the school to train them because why I hadn't taken the time to dump it from my head to paper and create basically an operations manual. So I would say don't get um, comfortable, complacent, and don't think that you can't grow your business. You can, you have to figure out what systems will I put in place and how am I going to equip my people, right? Because you can't do it by yourself. We don't function in this world in silos. We have to work and connect with others. And you got to build your people. You have to build the capacity of your people. So that's the nugget for that person who's kind of in the middle and they're coasting. Um, And then the third final nugget that I would say, like now we're in year five for us, it became about diversifying. Okay, we did the child care center because that made sense. The school, that was my background. Well, now we're launching an urgent care, right? I, I don't have the experience in medicine, but uh, you have people who own, um, you know, air, airlines. They didn't know anything about flying an airplane. You don't need to fly the airplane. You just need to hire the pilot, right? (laughs) It's really all about management. So we are launching an urgent care. It is a franchise, Your Kids Urgent Care. And um, that's when we saw, you know what? We need to diversify because I am working for the business Um, in the business, but my husband is still tied to the nine to five and I need him to come join me, right? And there are other people we want to serve. There are other people. And you know what that really grew out of, guys? And I'm kind of segueing. It grew out of a need for we wanted to teach others because others are coming to us saying, well, how, how? And I was like, well, I want to test the model. I wanted to test it. I could do childcare all day because that's my background. But now let me test this model with the urgent care, something I really don't know anything about. I don't need to know medicine. I just need to know systems 
procedures, protocols, people management, right? And so now when that we're doing that, we're able to show people it's all about, you know, if you follow certain principles, the principles work every single time. Yeah. Man, Mia is throwing value grenades <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> So, so I know that so, was a lot. Oh, it's so good though. So, so everything, like if you're listening to this and you're gathering what, what Mia is talking about, uh, having a plan of action for your business, a business plan. So she had mentioned liveplan.com. Go there, get a plan, invest yeah. the cash, make sure that you get off to your very best start. And then systems and processes. You know, I've heard it said this way, Mia, that you will either rise to the level of your systems or you'll die by them. So- like it's such, like yes. it's we're we're in the middle of now. We've got some of our processes and procedures for the most part. We've got them, but we are we're in that refining fire right now. So yes. we're taking, hey, what's good about our processes? What needs to be uh, repaired or replaced, and then what needs to be eliminated? So we're in that. Yes. Um, and my next phase is diversity, and I love that you brought that up because uh, you don't want to have all of your eggs in one basket, even if yes. your basket is really, really big and full of eggs, right? Right. Because you get smacked right upside the head with COVID-19. And then there my, you go. Favorite, my favorite thing that you said, pass it on, teach others. Yes. So we have yes. this thing, um, going back to systems for just a, just a minute, I don't talk about it near enough, but we call it LTD, mm-hmm. learnable, teachable, duplicatable. Right now, there's a flip side of that. If you get that right, that LTD stands for live the dream. Oh, yes. So, uh, you're just all you're doing is just like you're first of all, besides dropping all the value that you are, you're also just reinforcing what I think is the right thing to do. And to hear it from another entrepreneur who's just killing it, it's just positive reinforcement (laughs) over and over again. Absolutely, absolutely. Maintain you, you have the daycare. Mm-hmm. You're about to have the urgent care for kids. Your kids yes. are urgent care. You need a trampoline park because they're all going to break their arms and they need to come right. to see. <laughs> and then you yes. promote the trampoline park in the daycare. There you go. In the, yes, yes. And when they break their arm, they can come over to the urgent care and That's we'll it. fix them up. You got there a little, you go. A little trifecta going That's on. Trifecta. Here. That's it. <laughs> Absolutely. You, it's just one big, Absolutely. Just each other. That's a, yes. that is a business system. Right there. <laughs> there you go. And, the and, Nick and, and, and Michael, I like to say one more thing yeah. as, a, as another nugget and takeaway for any entrepreneur in this day and age that we are where social social media is, you know, it's it's at the at everyone's fingertips. Right. I have since learned in the beginning, it was so hard for me to read a negative comment because we don't get many now, by the way, I'm going to brush my shoulders. We don't get many, but when we do, it would sting so hard, but I would listen for the truth in it. Where is the truth in this? Because those negative comments also taught us how to make ourselves better. And I want to share that for any entrepreneur. Don't automatically get, I mean, you may get upset, but you have to step away from it and listen for the truth. What are they saying about one of our systems, one of our procedures, one of our policies that didn't work for them? Can we tweak it? Can we make it better? How do we make it a better experience for the next person? So that just had to put that part in there because those reviews, the bad ones that we've got have helped us improve. I'll tell you that that's the talking about humble leadership, just allowing like, yes, like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm not going to say I know everything and right. what I do is perfect, but I'm going to accept it 
and make adjustments if it makes sense to. So I just, I think a lot of people miss that. A lot of people yes. kind of like a screw you mentality. I'm done yeah. with it. Um, and but, I did too, Michael, in the beginning. I was like, oh, whatever. We still got 180 parents who are, you know, very happy with us. That's right. But as you grow, right? And remember, we're saying we want to display the love of Christ. Okay, Mia, let's look at ourselves. How did we offend that person? You know, and some of it, maybe we can't fix, but we want to tear it apart and make sure it wasn't on us. And if it is, how do we make this experience better for the next person? Because some, some things just, you know, it's like the whole mask debate, whether you wear it or not, right? So some things you can't fix, but if there's any truth in it, how do I use it to make my business better? It's a must. Oh, yeah. So I almost just don't even want to talk anymore. Yeah, well, just let me just run the rest of the podcast. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we're coming up on the end of the podcast, but we want to promote you, of course. So tell us a little bit more about your businesses right now, how they can find you, uh, any other information you want to give out, want to promote you. Sure. So we are in um, the Orlando area, just outside of Lake Nona. We have one location, Bright Scholars Early Learning Academy. We're located um, in St. Cloud, Florida, 2580 North Narcusi Road. They can also find us on our website, which is www.mybrightscholar.com. And then our telephone number is 407-891-0595. I said at the beginning of our podcast, my time with you, that we are starting construction on our second location, which actually will be in Orlando. But um, anyone interested can still go to our website to learn more information. You know, COVID took, you know, kind of delayed that project, but now we are up and running and ready to break ground here in the next month or so. And then your kids urgent care that we will be opening in um, mid-October. And that website is www.yourkidsurgentcare.com. And we will be located in Oviedo, Florida. Nice. Mia, thank you again for taking time out to talk to us. And the listeners right now, she's actually in the car right now. So it makes it even better, I think. So. <laughs> No, thank you guys. This has been, I think I've had more fun than you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's been good. Uh, look, yes. we're, we're incredibly proud of what you're doing and um, you're setting a great example for younger entrepreneurs or by younger, this is a middle-aged entrepreneur podcast. I'm talking about younger in the business, not younger age-wise. So I just want to make sure that I clarify that. Appreciate what you're doing. Keep setting that rock solid example. And hopefully we'll have a chance to have you on a future episode. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'd love to come back. And let me just put in a plug for Nick the Marketer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We're all going to (laughs) stop. Let me just put in that plug. But no, you guys have done such an amazing job for us, for our company. It's funny, you know, we we are doing so well with the preschool, but we weren't being found online, if you will. We have a beautiful website, but people couldn't find us. And you guys came in with a um, game plan, an action plan. And it's so funny. I'm Googling. I'm like, oh, we're starting to pop up. You know, people are seeing us. And so I just thank you for the partnership. Um, 
um, just really enjoy working with you guys. It's, it's just been a pleasure. It is very mutual. Thank you, Mia, for the kind words. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Thank you. You guys have a wonderful weekend. You do the same. Thank you. Thank you, Mia. Okay. Bye-bye. If this podcast inspired you to take action as an entrepreneur, we want to hear about it. Send us an email, agingentrepreneur at gmail.com. And if you like this episode, please consider leaving us a review or five stars on whatever platform you're listening to. Until then, find your dream and keep chasing it.